The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. For some football talk. This is from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross. We'll tackle the personal and unheard stories of the players, coaches, and fans. And we'll score with the stories and headlines from this week in college and pro football. Now, here's the coach Al Gross with Derek Kennard. And welcome to another Monday night. And we had a tremendous weekend of football, Thanksgiving weekend, one of the best weekends of the year when it comes to playing and watching football. We got the high school playoffs uh, starting to heat up. We also had uh, a tremendous uh, shift in the BCS in college football and in the pros. Let's start, DK, with what happened on Thanksgiving with your Dallas Cowboys. My Dallas Cowboys did not show up. They didn't play well at all. We have yet to establish that running game that has been so elusive to us. And, you know, once again, man, if we don't establish that darn running game, we are, we're going to, we're going to continue to struggle. You know, just putting the, putting the weight of the, of the game on that quarterback is an enormous amount to carry that entire ball club. Well, what I remember was when uh, back when you were playing and Emmett was running wild, is that John Madden would always end up in Dallas with all that turkey. He had the six-leg turkey, and it seemed like the Cowboys used to always be the guys eating that turkey. Is it? Is it, are they missing John Madden down there? Is that what's going on? Yeah, they're not only missing John Madden. They missing. They missing that running game. I, you know, I keep I keep harping on that man. You 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 gotta get that running game going. That quarterback is struggling out there without that running game. You know, I I it seems like every week we're talking about this, but you know, I, I, I keep nobody's proved me wrong yet, big fella. Well, you're right. It's <laughs> December, and they say football championships are won in December on a running game. We got to give a credit to that New Orleans Saints and Drew Brees. They're trying. They're defending champions, so they went into Dallas. Then we move to the big game of the day. Uh, we have what is now the 9-2 and two, uh, Atlanta Falcons beat a good Green Bay team in Atlanta. And do you buy or are you buying or selling the Atlanta Falcons at this point in the year as a team that can go deep in the playoffs? I'm drinking a whole lot of that Falcon Kool-Aid right now. <laughs> and, it's, it, and you it's know Jim what? Jim Jones. <laughs> None of that Jim Jones. But I tell you what, the, the Falcons, I believe they are for real. They are for real. Uh, you know, they, they got that, that, that wonderful, uh, ageless 
tight end out there with Gonzalez out there. Is that that, that tight end? What you got a problem with the with the tight end? I see your no, face frowned no, up, got all know, scrunched I, up, and your panties in a bunch. Don't don't do that. Let well, me. Well, you know, I'm a strong savior, so I don't like tight ends. But you know, I have to give credit where credit's due. You know, I played one of the greatest uh, of all time, Ozzie Newsom. But still. Safeties and tight ends are like <laughs> water and and oil. We don't mix. Okay, um, okay. <laughs> I see you want to move right along to the next gear. Yeah, my blood pressure starting to get up. We're talking about tight it's ends. It's all good, baby. It's all good. <laughs> so we move on. What's well, what we got who next? We got, who else we got? DK. We got Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Uh, that was a that was a shootout right oh, there with a the deep. Uh, you know that 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 Buffalo had the game locked up, ready for the win. Man, tell me what happened there. Did the place kicker miss that kick, and then they, they give Pittsburgh an opportunity to win that game? What happened there? Well, I saw a a, a team in the Buffalo Bills that is uh, starting to make the right. Uh, moves and moving in the right direction is what I want to say. Uh, they played Pittsburgh really tough, and they exposed the Steelers to some things that uh, I think in the next few weeks other people are going to be copying to in order to beat them. But what I saw was them able to make the big play, but when it came down to overtime, the young guy, Stevie Johnson, uh, who was a hero last week, dropped the ball. And uh, he pulled the Charlie Brown like somebody pulled the ball away from him, and they ended up uh, Pittsburgh capitalized on him like a good team should. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, these good teams always find a way to win, and that leads us right into Carolina and Cleveland. I know uh, Cleveland, they, they tried to lay down, they tried to lay down and give it to them with the arch back and putting their yeah. weight on it, but good Lord, man, they, gotta, they, they found a way to win. So, you know, kudos for Cleveland. Um, Carolinas, there's no, nothing to get too excited about because you know they they are really win, they are really struggling this year. They are a win is a win in the NFL. And let me just let me just park here a little bit with my <laughs> Browns. Uh, I'm just I'm just I was not uh, in favor of uh, Mike Holmgren. Uh, I will give him credit for the Peyton, Peyton Hillis. Uh, move on for Brady Quinn. But that Jake DeLome, I don't understand why uh, we got Seneca Wallace and we have, uh, I don't know, I believe, I don't know the extent of Colt McCoy's injury, but he's, he's to me, solidified the, the starting job on that team. And we go back with Jake DeLome, who throws three interceptions. Granted, he did get the ball to the wide receivers a little more than they have been in the past. But I want to see Colt McCoy have the same opportunity to throw the ball as uh, uh, they gave Jake DeLome. I don't buy this. Uh, he's a young quarterback, so we got a reel in the offense. Because if you look right over at Baltimore, they never did that with Joe Flacco. If you look down in Atlanta, they never did that with uh, uh, Marino. No, well, well, Marino was able to throw too. But the, when the good teams come in and they have good quarterbacks, they allow them to play. Yeah. And that's why when you have a guy like uh, Manning uh, refuse to go to San Diego to have that happen to, to his son Peyton, and then you had uh, Elway refuse to go to Baltimore because he they don't want their kids and those young good quarterbacks stymied by calling plays where they're limited. 
So I just want to say that. <laughs> well, you got your kudos for the for the Cleveland Browns, man, and you spent an awful lot of time talking about that Cor- uh, Cor- McCoy. And he, you <laughs> know, I'm, I'm I, impressed I, with him. I, I like I like that fellow too, but you know, he's uh, this year's not the not the the Bears' year, man. It may be next season, the Brown, big fella. Brown. The Browns. I'm sorry, so sorry. All right, we're moving on to the Jaguars and New York Giants. It was a squeaker with the 24. The twenty win by the by the G man, the G man, the G man. They pulled it out, and uh, it you know it was a close game. And of course, the Jaguars got that running game with that uh, with that <clears throat> with that with, with that young man Gooden. Oh my goodness, that boy can run. Can he scoot? Jones Drew, Jones, Jones Drew. Drew. Oh yeah, he's about five foot, five foot. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, you saw about five three, about a buck, what a about a buck seventy, and just ain't got wheels to. He got wheels to can fly, big fella. Pocket Hercules. He is. A, he is. Jones Drew is an all pro, and he's he's proven to be a very vital part of that offense that they have, and um, they're 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 a team to be reckoned with. They're in first place uh, in the in the uh, in this in the. Uh, NFC, AFC South. Right, right. Well, let's move on to the Minnesota-Washington game. You know that Minnesota-Washington game turned out to be a really awesome game, and uh, Minnesota was able to pull it out out of out of the uh, the hands of McNabb. And you know, Minnesota just keep they just keep trying to just claw their way back into that to that north. What's going on there? Well, Leslie Frazier is taking over and you see a different attitude in the way that they're playing. Uh, they, they've they've went to the run a little more and we saw uh, Adrian Peterson get hurt and they come in with Toby Gerhardt from Stanford and he got uh, some yards for him. But I want to say this. The oldest human being ever to play football, when you see him scramble and get 10 yards for the first down, that's why Brett Favre is so popular amongst people who watch the game is because he, after that play, you saw the guys uh, mob him, and the excitement that he brings to the game is infectious, whether you like him not coming or coming or not coming before the season. When he gets there, he always puts on a good show. Well, I'll tell you what, you want to give him too much credit. You, Jim Otto was the, the oldest guy that ever strapped it up at 50-something. That brother, that brother strapped it up at 50-something with a leather helmet with no teeth. So you got to get that man his off the top. Now, you don't don't disrespect J- Big Jim Otto because he was out there in Oak, in Oak Town, uh, up there out north from where we from, big fella. That's so right. come on now. Northern California Bay Area. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. But, yes, uh, Favre, Favre does, does still bring that excitement to the game. I think but this is his last hurrah this year and his farewell tour of the NFL. And, and I hope everything uh, works out with him uh, uh, in a positive way so he can go to the Hall of Fame on, with, with, uh, oh, no doubt. on, a, on a good note. No doubt, uh, you know we we all know the Brett Favre will be in the in the uh, Hall of Fame. Well, let's yes, talk about yes, while sir. we're in on the Bay Area. We're talking about those doggone Raiders who have lost two in a row and seem to be having playing musical chairs with the quarterback. Uh, <laughs> you know that game, and uh, also when we come back in the in the next se- segment, we want to talk about the big 
game, uh, the budding rivalry in the NFL between the Houston, Houston. Yes. Texans and the Tennessee Titans. Boy, we saw a situation out there where the heated rivalry took it to the fist of cuffs, and we saw the benches uh, um, clear. Yes. And when we come back. DK, I'm going to refresh your memory on some of the best brawls that you saw in your career while you were playing with the Cowboys, Saints, and the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, sir. We're coming right back with some of those exciting bench-clearing fights that happened in the NFL back in the day. Yes, sir. From Under the Helmet. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You'll hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's more than a sports show. Tune in every Friday for End of the Bench with Tony Bowie. Tony knows and does it all. Whether it's sports, business, or politics, the discussion all comes to focus in one place. You'll hear from the personalities as well as the everyday people, each bringing their own perspective to the discussion. This is a weekly forum that you'll want to be a part of. End of the Bench with Tony Bowie airs live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Ennard and the coach Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. All right, we're back. And we are launching off this one with the Titans and the Houston Texans. They just had a tremendous brawl that broke out. In a, well, we was at a ball game and a fight broke out. Just imagine that, big fella. What do you think about this uh, this this budding rivalry that was happening with these two gentlemen here? Um, we have Mr. Uh, Andre Johnson. Uh, and Mr. Finnegan, he was, he, those two have been bickering and getting at each other 
for what is it, three to five years now, they've just been jabbing at each other. And I, I tell you what, it was it was it was good to see, but I feel I feel bad at the end because it's going to be some fines that's going to cost some folks, and it's going it may be a game suspension handed out at the end of this thing. Now, when this thing drops out as as a possible suspension coming out uh, tomorrow uh, for next week's game, uh, this weekend's game, and when it does come out, you, these guys don't make just five or ten grand a check; they, they're making six figures a check. So this is going to hurt some body real bad when they get fined at the end of this as well as possibly um oh they, oh, they got some the, the other fine as well the the the, the, the league is going to hand down a fine along with the possible suspension that means you're going to lose a game check you understand that right well i don't know uh if Either of these guys are on the list as being in trouble, you know, having these types of things like uh, A.K. James Harrison in Pittsburgh with some infractions. I think they can suspend it. But these two guys, we haven't heard too much about them being in fights, so I don't know if they're going to take a full game check. And I know the Players Association would be all over that if they did. But they will definitely get fined. Yeah. And when yeah. I saw it, you know, it, it just uh, brought back uh, some memories to some of the, the big rivalries. Uh, over the years, and if we look back and we find that the uh, Tennessee Titans used to be the Houston Oilers, <laughs> and then we look at the fact that the uh, Houston Texans are trying to get some credibility in that division, uh, it's turned into a nice little rivalry, and there's reports uh, from ESPN that Fennerin, uh warned the Texans bench that there was going to be a brawl, and it kind of reminds me, if we have some Browns fans, of the old <laughs> Cleveland-Cincinnati ba- battles where Minifield and Dixon and, uh, and, uh, and our group used to get on top of Chris Collinsworth and Eddie Johnson. And, Sam, we did it because we used to we used to bully those guys a little bit be- just because we knew it got on Sam White's. And Sam White's called the plays. And if you can get him out of his – get him complaining to the referees, he didn't seem to be able to call plays <laughs> quite as good. But uh, uh, you don't like to see the fights and the helmets come off and maybe somebody really gets uh, punched up and gets uh, injured. But uh, at the same time, we like to see that heated rivalry playing with passion. And uh, we like to see the benches get up off the, off the off their butts and uh, come out there. But we don't really want to see anybody get hurt with that. Oh, and absolutely. Especially when they're pulling helmets off and flinging them around like that. Somebody's definitely going to get hurt when this happens. So, you know, the league is going to want to take control of this and, and levy those fines. Um, I'm, you're correct. I don't think they're going to be in a, there may not be a possible uh, suspension if these uh, two gentlemen don't have any earlier infractions that have, that has occurred previously. So you, 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 you are correct. Now we have the, I have a, a, a vivid memory of, of, of somebody uh, pull your helmet off. Uh, well, no. Uh, the, we had a gentleman. Somebody sock you up. Nobody socked me <laughs> up. <and laughs> nobody gave me a wedgie. None of them things. I had a situation that happened back in, uh, I believe it was 87. We had Mr. Refrigerator got in over my man Lance Smith from the, from the uh, St. Louis Cardinals and uh, got a sack on him and uh, dumped Mr. Neil Lomax on his head, and uh, I didn't take too kindly of that. So um, I rolled over and um, 
and uh, confronted him for that. So we got in a little pushing thing. And of course, I don't, I don't talk. I don't have, I don't have many words for the big fella. So I just popped him right in the mouth. And, and, uh, <laughs> Did the Conway come out of you? Yeah. <laughs> That two oh nine, baby. <laughs> hey, you, you you know what happened? We, we the 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 bench is cleared. It was a preseason game. It's at the moment we started fighting. The, the it started raining really hard, and uh, as I remember, uh, we cleared the benches on both teams. And all I can all I can remember is that we had sweetness walk up to me. Walter Payton says, "Man, he, he talks in a he talks in a really nice high <laughs> voice. <laughs> Big fella, what you doing?" What is you doing, big fella? I said, hey, man, your boy he dumped my boy on his head. He dumped Lomax, man. That's my guy. He said, man, you know you're going to get fined. He talk, he talking in a real nice voice. You know, Peyton is one of the nicest, sweetest guys you ever want to meet, man. And and uh, that's why they call him sweetness. But, hey, we ended up getting fined. Well, the, the fines were levied that, that year. And, uh, uh, boy, it sure hurts the pockets when uh, when they levy those fines. The, 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 the commissioner does not hold back any punches, big fella. Yeah, you know, they have to protect the game. And they have to protect the players, and uh, you know, boy, I'm I'm thinking, I'm trying to, I'm thinking back to when you were playing. You had to be uh, well over 300 pounds, and we know the refrigerator was pushing 400. That matter, that was clash of the titans out there. <laughs> yeah, that was. It was. I would have good... paid money to see that. We needed. Too bad we didn't have uh, 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 YouTube. M- 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 <laughs> the mixed martial arts at that time. We could have staged some of that for uh, for pay per view. Yeah, that was a that was a good one, man. We had a we had a good funds, but you know the fines hurt even more, brother. I tell you, uh, if I had to, if I could do it all over again, I would I would not have hit him in his mouth. But you know those instincts just takes over, big fella. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, well, let's move on to the. I want to talk about these bears and the eagles. How what the how it does Cutler. Take over this game with his legs, not uh, and 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 my man does not. Uh, Vic, Vic doesn't. He doesn't do the things he normally do. Well, you know, being a student of the defense, I'm looking at last week where uh, the teams last week went after Michael Vic, and then we have the Bears who looked at last week's uh, defensive film, and they came after Vic, and they didn't overcommit. And I think uh, what we what we see is when you don't overcommit and give him a lane out of there, he's still going to get away. But he's not going to get away in a sense of making those big plays down the field as he did in the games uh, we saw earlier in the season. So now uh, if the the key to beating the Philadelphia Eagles is you stop that running game on first down, first and second down, and get them in third and long, and you put the blitz, you blitz Michael Vick, and stay in your lanes, and don't let him get outside, and it seems like they're having trouble making those big plays and scoring the big numbers that they did. We saw them dismantle somebody where they scored 49 points on on, on national TV. Well, you know that I know you. I know you are a defensive guy, and you have 
this wonderful Bears defense that just man, they just keep coming. They got they got Julius Peppers over there. That was a big pickup. You got them. Briggs. You got Briggs. Briggs. Uh, oh my goodness! Then underrated, and, one of the most underrated linebackers. Who was in football. that big monster you got sitting in the middle of the of the midway over there? In the oh, Bears? we got we got uh, second coming of Dick Buckus <laughs> and Brian Urlacher. Uh, that Brian Urlacher, they've man. Been he, the, they've been the cornerstone of uh, that Lovey Smith defense. And I want to say, you know, uh, I'm it's good to see that the Bears are winning, you know, because Lovey Smith, along with Tony Dungeon, or Dun- Tony Dungeon's Dungey, are are character people. Yes, and, yes. Uh, it's good to see him. His job was on the line, so it looks like he's he's going to survive this season to, to go to another one. Let's hope he goes into the playoffs as long as he doesn't. Uh, you know, you know. Well, let's let's hope he goes in the playoffs. They they're going to be just fine, but they're going to have to get that running game back as well. You know, going late into the season, I keep preaching it, and and uh, you, somebody going to listen to me. But you know what? Here it is. The 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 Bears are leading the NFC North, and that's a tough that's a tough division. It is. It is. That division is a tough division. And to be in front of Green Bay, although we did have uh, Minnesota lay an egg this, you know, early in the season with the with the soap opera they had going down down there. Right. But we do have that. Now let's move. Let's talk about the nine and two club before we have to uh, close for break. We got a big uh, rivalry in the NFC AFC East with the nine and two New England Patriots and the nine and two Jets. The Jets won again Sunday, and we have we're heading for a big showdown in the playoffs, uh, possibly between those two teams. Absolutely, you know I I I just keep seeing this Trojan that just keeps spilling out all this, you know, keep pulling out all these wins down there uh, up up there in the New York, uh, upstate New York, big fellow. What, yeah, what yeah. Trojan would that be? <laughs> <laughs> you, you talking know, about Sanchez? Sanchez, Sanchez is he, he keeps, well, you know, the Hollywood, the Hollywood keep coming out of him in, the, in those darn uh, modeling commercials, but I've been talking. Well, you better stay away from Matt Liner. <laughs> <laughs> he starts hanging out with Matt Liner, he's going to be in trouble. But hey, he's more he's showing his more and more of his talents of of reading the defense and and taking what the defense give him and not and not forcing that ball in there. And that that that's really helping that ball club not turning the ball over and not giving the ball away and just really really sticking with that running game that they have too. Yeah, I think, and that's that's also uh, helped uh, Jay Cutler in, in Chicago, and that's why they're they're not uh, as losing as many games as they have in the past because of turnovers. Because it is a turnovers. You all every year you look in the playoff teams, the teams who have the plus minus ratio and turnovers, the teams in the plus are always there. So now when we come back. There's been a big shift in college football. Yes, it is. We're going to talk about the question of whether Boise belonged was answered <laughs> by the Nevada Reno Wolfback DK's team. That's right. And we'll talk about that when we come back. Wolfback! On From Under the Helmet. That's right, baby. Wolfback! Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? 
Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities. Join host Nick Murphy for Heroes Radio. Hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars. It's sports, community, entertainment, and fun. And it's all part of Heroes Radio. Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters, we some hard hitters. Hard Hitting Radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself, and Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages. So tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. All right, we're back from Under the Helmet, and we have... The college BCS standings, but before we get going with the BCS standings, I'd like to to acknowledge that the, the game of the week um, was an outstanding game up there in uh, Nevada, Reno, Boise State versus Nevada in Nevada. And, uh, boy, I tell you, one heck of a ball game, Al. We had that tremendous finale of... Boise State kicker gave it. Uh, he missed two two kicks in that final uh, final quarter, and then uh, uh, we had an opportunity to win that ball game. Uh, what a tremendous win for the for the Nevada Wolfpack uh, program. I just am so proud of them. How Coach Alden, that entire program, has uh, uplifted that uh, entire city and the state um, and put them into prominence. Uh, 
man, we knocked off uh, knocked off Boise State out of the top three. Now, uh, you know, I, I believe Boise is ranked number eleven in the BCS now, and um, man, they they are out of the BCS running. So, uh, yeah, Nevada played spoiler. I'm I'm sorry, I apologize, but I'm so proud of them boys doing the Wolfpack pulling it through. Come on, give it to me. Yeah, congratulations for the Wolfpack, and that's one of the reasons that they have uh, problems. You know, they're having problems with putting a whack team in the uh, BCS championship game is because when you have a team uh, on the caliber of uh, Reno, and I'm not taking anything away from your Wolfpack. Watch out now. I'm not taking anything away from your Wolfpack because that kid Kaepernick is uh, is shown uh, some leadership, and uh, he could possibly be a good pro quarterback. Uh, they beat them. And we want to also uh, talk about how you cannot lose a game because my Wildcats got beat by Oregon in an impressive second half showing how you can not lose a game, be ranked number one all season, and all of a sudden Auburn is number one in the rankings. And we saw Cam Newton, big fella, <laughs> show up again in a big game amid all the controversy of him off the field. Um, you know, his dad being involved in some, uh, uh, what, what was all that about? Uh, the, the money or what was, what would he, what did he ask? Did you hear he'd asked the money for? Yes, it was $180,000 he wanted and, uh, I um, believe his son uh, was recruited by Mississippi State, and they asked him if we can recruit your son. He said, it's going to cost you some money. It's going to cost you. And he said, well, what you want this money for? You know, and, well, everybody assumes that it's for his church because he is a man of the cloth, <laughs> and he's, uh, he, you know, he has, he has the... He has that 501c3 going for himself, <laughs> and he's trying to trying to promote uh, and, and uplift his church that is uh, uh, apparently sinking fast. So, well, I'm all for you know donating money to charity and to the churches, but uh, you know, uh, I don't know when you when you when you have your son able to play football and you got the NCAA watching you on the heels of Reggie Bush, but I will give that young man credit for his play on the field, and he has to be considered uh, the number one Heisman Trophy candidate this year for what he's done against a good Alabama team and what he's done all year. I think it's like four comebacks uh, this past year. Yes, it is four comebacks, and, but the uh, young man is doing very well. well. But now we have uh, TCU, who's the wild card team, and they yeah. play in the Mountain West. Yes, yes they do. And uh, that's another conference. And we got a discrepancy where people will criticize the TCUs and the Boise State's but we have the BCS that will put in the ACC champion and the uh, Big East champion. They automatically go to one of the big money bowl games just because of their conference. But they all have seemed to be having subpar uh, years this year. So, again, uh, I'm crying out for somebody <laughs> of reason to figure out how we can get a playoff with the top eight teams. Uh, it kind of reminds me of the situation that we're having right now in the Western divisions of, of the NFL where we got five and six Rams you know, leading the division in the West, and then we got the Chiefs who are starting to, you know, win their way to respectability. But uh, you have much better teams that get that get knocked out of the playoffs. Case in point, the Patriots of a year ago, a couple of years ago, they don't go to the playoffs. Were a sub. T 
team will make it to the playoffs. What's your take on that, DK? Well, I'm I'm one that's really for the playoff system, and then I gave it some thoughts uh, over the weekend while thinking about it. I I thought about uh, the basketball, how how the NBA and 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 the NCAA has this has this uh, the bracket system as well as the as a it's a playoff type system and. It's okay for basketball to have uh, 10, 15,000 fans travel from here to there around the country uh, to play in these tournaments and what have you. And, and what you have is a, a simulated playoff system. Now, when you're talking about uh, NCAA football, you're talking about somewhere between sixty to 80,000 fans traveling uh, traveling to a city to storm that city uh, to cover. You're talking about, uh, what, four to five games to possibly uh, play off into the, the, the championship game? So you, that, it's very hard to travel that many fans uh, and spend that type of money money uh going from city to city uh, like a little old bitty <laughs> <laughs> they would definitely travel but think about this if the season ended today let's let's play hypothetical playoff system if it ended today you'd have michigan state playing auburn that'd be the top seed against the eight seed you'd have oregon playing arkansas you'd have tcu playing ohio state and you'd have a very good stanford team playing at Washington State and then the brackets would come off of that and I think that would bring so much excitement uh, to the college game much like we have in basketball with March Madness but this horse has been beat before and because of the way that the bowl structure is, is, is set up to where anybody can make a bowl game now I hope they, they need to shut it down to a certain many bowls because we got too many bowl games and if you got a seven win season you can go play uh, anybody. Just it used about. to be a fruit bowl. Now they call it, they're calling it the alphabet bowl. I mean, <laughs> you know, we have we have so many darn bowl bowl games, man. But you know, it's it's it's, off, it's, it's awesome for for these programs to go to these bowl games because it it infused so much money into into the athletic program. So we we are just uh, ecstatic that the Nevada Wolfpack is going to be in a play in in one of these. Darn in uh, bowl games and 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 uh, possibly something of prominence. Well, how long has it been, DK? Well, it was. They've been, in, they been in the bowl game these past couple of years, big fella. So watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I want to bring up uh, a game which we both have some uh, vested interest in. We both follow the USC Trojans and the USC Trojans lost to the hap, you know hapless and it's kind of funny when you have to say it the hapless Notre Dame fighting Irish yes, yes, they struggled this year but how in the world you were at that game and I know you were at the game how do you lose to Notre Dame? And I don't care if you're on probation or probation or parole <laughs> or whatever you're on. I don't see a a, a, a a team headed by Pete Carroll losing that game. And I'm going to step out on a limb before you even uh, make your comment and say that Lane Kiffin will not last two more years with the Trojans. 
You know, uh, I'm I'm going to make a comment on that in just a moment. But uh, back to the game, the game um, that took place uh, there at the Coliseum. Uh, we we had uh, the USC Trojans had their backup quarterback at, at the helm, and uh, uh, the offense has been struggling. So uh, on some simple uh, routine routes and and throws, what uh, you know he made difficult. So. Um, we 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 did really well and and in between in between the twenty yard lines, but in the red zone we we stunk up the place. Uh, we we just couldn't punch it in. Uh, running game went well. So did uh, as well as the the uh, the short balls, as far as the medium range balls down, uh, on the perimeters. Those all went well, but uh, he struggled for the long ball and the big plays. That's where we struggled at, and uh, it became a defensive guess. Uh, struggle the entire game well i'm going to say this i think that uh, when you're able to recruit the best in california and you're able to compete for the top players around the country now they they may not this year with the probation and everything but when you got that kind of size and you got those you got a stable of running backs why are you trying to outsmart people line up knock people off the ball wear them down like the trojan teams have of past lore have done and uh, I think we're seeing too much of the spread offense and teams need to line that tight end up and start doing like you talk about all the time Nash and Mash <laughs> Nash and Gasham <laughs> I love and and whatever, whatever else yeah I like the Nash and Gasham but you you are absolutely correct when you're talking about USC you gotta get that darn running game uh, and stick to it and don't abandon that darn running game especially you, with a backup Oh my goodness! Especially with a backup quarterback, but you know we didn't, and now we, uh, we you know, we we've lost uh, uh, seven. We're seven and five now, and uh, we're, we're hurting. So seven and five. How Boy, about that? That, that, <laughs> that? that puts them below the Wildcats. <laughs> no. <laughs> but when we when we come back, we're going to take a break. We got the. We're going to talk about. The upcoming matchup, the Monday night matchup between the Arizona Cardinals and the San Francisco 49ers. And this is a chance for one of those teams to get back in the race. And I think it's all over for the last, the, the team that doesn't win tonight. That's right. It's on the line, big fella. Yes, sir. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports joe cribs no average joe is here for you the fan to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports we'll discuss not only the headliners but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today it's a forum for the sports fan hosted by joe cribs a three-time pro bowler with the buffalo bills joe is a 10-year pro football veteran a former southeastern conference most valuable player and a member of the alabama sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. 
Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccinello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football related topics on the program from under the helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Ennard and the coach Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. We are back here at uh, From Under the Helmet with Derek Ennard and and we have Coach Al Gross uh, here with us as uh, the co-host here at uh, From Under the Helmet. And we have this Monday night matchup uh, with the Cardinals and 49ers in, from the Bay Area. And we want to acknowledge our Bay Area fans out there and let you know that we are we are we still love our our Northern Cal baby that two oh nine nine one six and what else we got out there four one five five one one but isn't that a lot of area codes since the since back in the day right. cell phones and everybody's got a phone but we do have a matchup uh, it's in the NFC mess I call it because uh, we have the Rams leading uh, with with a five and six record we have a uh, Seattle team that doesn't seem to to want to want to take over the division. And we have uh, the the 49ers and the Cardinals who are struggling. Uh, you know, we're right here in Phoenix, Arizona, so we get a lot of the news of what's going on with the Cardinals on a, on a regular basis. And we also, uh, you know, I'm a Mike Singletary fan back from playing against him. And just I love his style of play. I love his, uh, his, his, his sense of old school discipline on the sidelines. He made a, a big splash when he came in and disciplined uh, – uh, Vernon Davis for being one of these uh, new new age morons trying to t- he tried to turn himself into <laughs> T.O. on Ocho Cinco and, and, and Pout and, and Brant and Rave and Singletary set him straight so he'll always be my guy for that but right now they they, they need to win real bad because uh, I, I think that uh, it's his third year and uh, Singletary's job is has to be on the line because uh, you, you have to win in an NFL or the NFL stands for not for long. 
It does stand for not for long, but you know what happens. Uh, uh, earlier, earlier in the season, we had the owner spoke up about uh, retaining and keeping uh, Mike Singletary on as the head coach of the 49ers. So, you know, they, he's put that to bed for now, and he says he, he doesn't even want to revisit this at the end of the season. He's got a lot of faith in this young man, uh, well, old man, because uh, he's older than me. <laughs> hey, but, now, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he, the, the owners. Uh, he's exhibiting a lot of a lot of faith in this young man, and, and he's going to want to keep him. So, you know um, about about Vernon Davis. You know, I think Vernon Davis is going to come after AD. Uh, you know, A Dub Adrian Wilson out there. Uh, Adrian Wilson has not been playing well this season. He has not had that All Pro season as he had in, in the previous uh, two years. He's got to show up today. He's going to have to play lights out, and he's going to have to swivel them hips. And, and and get that man uh, uh, out of his route, disrupt his route, do something to not allow uh, uh, Vernon Davis to get a rhythm and to get into his flow because this uh, it could be a long night. And his not, that's not the only weapon for the the quarterback uh, for the Forty ers Yeah, they do have they have one of the best backs in the league in Frank Gore. Frank Gore is uh now has become the focus of their offense. So and rightfully so when you're struggling with quarterbacks and you got a musical chair chair situation with quarterbacks, uh like you said, big fella, when you're in trouble. Uh, you go to your running game. They built their offense around the running game, and they do have a good, uh, a fairly good uh, uh, defense that can support this. But it just hasn't translated into wins. And then on the other side of the ball, we look at the Cardinals, who uh, have a, a lot of all-world players. And I've always been saying, you know, like we had in Cleveland, sometimes you're going to struggle on offense, but as a leaders in the locker room, you got to say, hey. If they can only score ten points, then we're going to hold them to nine, and we got to, we got to, we can't point fingers at the offense. We just got to knuckle down, yeah. and we got to buckle down and stop people from scoring points. I don't care how many three and outs. If you start making excuses for yourself and feel sorry for yourself, you end up with thirty or forty points. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little at odds with the uh, defensive coordinator because defense is effort. In in enthusiasm, that's one of Larry Smith's uh, you know, old things. Enthusiasm, you got to show some enthusiasm and get after people. And I don't see the Cardinals doing that, despite the fact that they have a quarterback uh, situation that that's not helping them any. Yes, you're right. The quarterback isn't helping the Cardinals at all uh, right now this season. But you know, I, I what I see from this uh, the Cardinal office is. The offensive line is 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 failing this uh, program, uh, this this team, this, this this franchise. We have some of the highest paid offensive linemen in the league on this on this uh, Cardinal team. They got to start showing up. And hey, it's a skill before will, uh, whatever you want to call it. We got to start running the ball. Where's Benny Wells? Uh, I mean, he's in, in, the, he's, in the, he's in the training room. Yeah, you know, he stayed. You know, he lives in the training room. You know, he gets off a bus and twists an ankle. Man, he, he, you know, he get a hangnail, he's done. And then you got Hightower, you know, he's been, he's had his uh, fumbling problems. And then, um, 
you know, uh, the quarterback has not been protected because they haven't showed any balance on that uh, offensively. They got to show balance. Balance meaning you got to run the ball and and, and run some run some uh, some play action passes along with that running game to complement and help that struggling quarterback. And, you know, they got some guys up front that can possibly get the job done. But hey, you you line up and do a three and out just because you throwing the ball every three play uh, for three plays and out, you, you're gonna struggle you got to run the ball and mix it up a little bit well i'm going to say that the cardinals problems rely in the in the locker room and who they let go this offseason when you let carlos dansby your leader of your defense out of here because of money when you let anquan bolden out of here because of money on the other side of uh, larry fitzgerald now you can gang up on fitzgerald now you don't have the stability in the locker room. Somebody that's going to get in people's faces. And, and call them out. We talked about that uh, a couple of weeks ago. Every good football team will have players like that. So uh, I think they're missing that along with, uh, you know, the the Hall of Fame quarterback, Kurt Warner, who is real accurate when you give him time. But uh, we've seen Derek Anderson uh, miss third down throws right. and miss key, key plays. And then the turnovers at the, the Cardinals continue to be plagued by is also something that to, that uh, is going to hurt them if they can if they can do that if they can take care of those turnovers I think that they'll be a, a team that can try to fight back for this first place yes they should be able to uh, to keep the they got to be able to keep that darn turnover ratio down as well as uh, get that ball running and and hey your best uh, your your best defense is offense you got to keep them uh, keep the 49ers uh, offense off the field because they do have some weapons over there now uh, uh, offensively we can, we got to minimize those three and outs and not turn the ball over that's that's it for that and i want to just say uh, that we have hitman sports uh, for big our coach al gross has hitman sports Sports and he's doing a great job out there training some people. And uh, make sure you get out and hit up hitmansports.com and visit our Coach Al Bubba Gross. Well, we thank you for that, DK. And we have DK working with. Oh, you're going to have to help me with this one, big fella. Blueprint Education Blue- and Kids at Hope. Kids at Hope. Yes, sir. And our future is in our kids. And you know what? We got a minute left. We have just coming off the Thanksgiving weekend. I am so thankful. Uh, to, to have you as my co-host and uh, we had a lot of turkey and stuff this yes, weekend we and, the, and it was time for families and uh, you know I want to say a uh, shout out to all the families out there who uh, enjoyed each other over the weekend and uh, let's move into 2010 with a thankful heart for what we do have and not what we don't have Exactly. That's awesome, man. Hey, you know, we got we got this ball game coming up tonight. It's going to be a nice showdown. I know everybody in the country thinking about this being a a, a, a low a low game, but I tell you what, uh, these uh, these are two of the best three and seven teams I've seen in a long time, <laughs> big fella, because they both can play. Yes, sir. And that's it for us for this Monday night. And we'll be back next week from from the Under the Helmet from Voice America Sports. Thank you for listening. Take us out, DK. Right on, baby. We'll see you next week. And peace, love, and soul. 
Thanks for joining us for From Under the Helmet. Derek Gennard and the Coach Al Gross will be back next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel for another look at college and pro football from under the helmet. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.